Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. In Ireland, we love a good story, and I'm lucky enough to be able to chat to people from all over the world to hear their story and to hear about their life in Dublin. In this podcast, we want to be able to learn from the stories of others so that people who have recently moved to Dublin can get the most out of their time here. So the last time we we did see each other was in in a bar on in smithfield no 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 we actually you organized something on facebook yeah uh and i think it was pc peach cafe some casey peaches yeah peaches yeah so we just gathered there and there were that day there were like 25 people there were so many people from tiktok Oh yeah, I remember, yeah, randomly from TikTok. Randomly from what? yeah. Hey, explain yeah. this to me. So you know, um, I started a Facebook group, yes, and you know, make friends in Dublin. And I, to be honest, I haven't been very good at organizing meetups recently, um, but I had a bit of a rhythm before Christmas or kind of New Year time, um, and I organized, I organized one pub night, but it was kind of just at the wasn't even it was a kind of I think it was October last year mm-hmm. it wasn't the right time to go to a pub in Ireland there was still all of the restrictions um, you had to wear a mask you weren't allowed to stand up um, when you think of all of these rules now you're like what the hell was going on uh, anyway it just was it wasn't comfortable like we were all in the mm-hmm. pub so I was like right I'm never doing um, a pub night for this sort of stuff again I'll, I'll think about doing it again now like it's obviously much more normal but I decided let's organize a coffee morning so nice. I went to Casey Peaches, and way more people showed up than I thought we were going to show up. Was it like the Casey Peaches on St. Stephen's Green or the one on Dame Street? Dame Street. Oh, that's small. No, that's... but we were uh, downstairs, and they gave us a table. So they were like, you know, 
like yeah. there was a place actually downstairs. Oh, no, it's not the one on Dame Street. It's on Nassau Street. Okay. Not the, so there's three. There's one you're thinking of, the one that's up by the Shelburne Hotel. Yes. Yeah, not that one. It's on Nassau Street. Um, ah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I went with someone else on. Okay, that's why I got confused. I'm so confused. sorry. You're turning into a bit of a Casey Peaches advert. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's one on Dame Street, Nassau Street, <laughs> yeah. and the other. Yeah. For a cheap, low, low price. Of no, but you're, you're, a dish. you're forgetting because um, later on that same day, yeah. the last time I saw you was in a kind of, it was a bar cafe place I think, in Smithfield. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't remember. remember the name of it, I to be remember. honest. Uh, like your wife was having a shop there, right? Like Yeah, remember? she was doing a, a, a market. Yeah. yeah, a market there. Yeah. And I remember we visited her market and then yeah. we got a beer and we had really good conversations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was good fun. Yeah. Um, Rubina, thanks so much for being here. Um, for everybody who's listening, it's it's the same old crew. It's myself and Ross here again. How are I'm you, Ross? I'm good. You? Yeah. Um, and Rubina, tell us a little bit about you, where you're from. Um, when you came to Dublin, when you came to Ireland, and the biggest of all questions, why? <laughs> what made you come here? It's happened. Like it just it just happened. I'm I'm from India. I did my PhD in India, and then after that, one year I was in Canada doing my first postdoc, and after that, I was three years nine months in Finland doing my second postdoc, mm. and I wrote this funding called Marie Curie funding co-funded by Enterprise Ireland called uh, uh, called Career Fit Plus Fellowship Program. Okay. And I got a grant. So you applied for that grant while you were in Finland? Yes. Okay. Yes. And was it a case that it was, um, the grant was specific to Ireland? Yeah, it was. It was because I applied for a couple of options. And uh, I already know one professor here and I have followed her work since my PhD. So I already knew people who are working in a similar field like mine. So I just asked, hey, I'm interested in applying in this grant. Would you be willing to host me? And mm. she said, of course, why not? And yeah. it was a lovely experience. We drafted a project together yeah. because research interests were similar. Yeah. And that's how I ended up getting it. And I'm here. Brilliant. Congratulations. Yes, and thank you so much. Um, so I, I'm going to use just a, a quick analogy what, yeah. to, to ask you another question, but... Um, whenever I go on a long run, I know exactly how long I have left to run. And the reason be before that is like, I'll, I'll know, I, I might be running, I've done like four or five kilometers and I'll know I've got, you know, 2,600 meters left to run or something. I'll, I'll be following that. The reason for that is because I'm not enjoying it. Okay. And you said to me, I, I spent three years and nine months in Finland, which is very precise and exact. Does that mean that you didn't enjoy your time in Finland? I initially six months. Like I have noticed there is a pattern the way I move. Like when I moved from India to Montreal, I had no friends, no family. Canada was new, but it was my first country, a new experience. Was excited, but lonely experience because for six months it takes time to get adapted to the country, the the way system work, the way people are, and to fit in. And when you start knowing and things become familiar you start enjoying it more. So when I moved from Montreal to, to Finland, so it was not a big city. It was a small town, six months, and it's really hard to make friends in Finland. I took six months to make friends. Mm. So my experience to integrate was really long. Yeah. To be honest, I fell in love with that country. 
it's just close to nature it's beautiful if you get chance i would not encourage to go to the big capital cities but like little bit countryside okay to to experience the true beauty of countries not visiting the big cities but the small towns knowing their culture knowing their like you know how they live and they're very close to nature so it's amazing and i have wonderful friends now there brilliant but the thing is that also like you know i was becoming very much comfortable with my work so there occurs a saturation in your work and you start not enjoying that part so you needed to challenge yourself move out of comfort zone go and do new next project and that was one of the reason i was looking to have the next level when you say that you were comfortable you mean you were bored like it's like you do same thing and when you know the research the area more you become more comfortable in that region yeah. so if you don't move from one domain to another you don't challenge yourself so it's like sometimes people don't give you grant but sometimes that also diversify your portfolio and profile mm. so you become a more like you know multi talented if you want to have your own group mm. like in research okay yeah. yeah yeah um it seems like uh, such a different I I I've never been to Finland and I've never been to India unfortunately I hope that one day I'll go to both. Yeah. Um but they seem a little bit in my head chalk and cheese in terms <laughs> of of I just imagine one basically is like super cold and snowy and the other one is super oh, hot and Finland can be both because when I came here summer here are colder and milder sometimes like sometimes you can have in Finland really because sun doesn't set mm-hmm. but that's a challenge you cannot sleep then then you need a thick curtain put on your window push yourself to sleep but still your mind knows that sun is out it's some something like you it's hard to fall asleep yeah. your body is demanding sleep but you cannot yeah the melatonin so, hasn't uh, exactly. set in yet yeah. exactly so it's a different experience of uh, there like last week i was in berlin and it was so hot when i came back i'm like oh my god i feel home <laughs> it's perfect temperature 19 yeah. degrees 20 and if it's cold like I like it like somewhere around 15 to 20 degrees. Yeah. You can go for long walks or run and it's just perfect weather. Give me 10 degrees at night time and I'm happy and I don't care what it is during the day. Yeah. Within I, reason. But I started appreciating colder climates. Yeah. I really <laughs> do. Like yeah. snow is magical. It's yeah. lovely. Mm. And I have also gone for like a cold water swim. Oh, that's amazing. Give it a try if you could. Like you go in sauna and jump into the 4 degrees water. And where did you do this? Finland. Mm. <laughs> yeah. What what made you what made you do it was it because um it's a cultural thing that they do there and because um, of that or did you do I, it for any specific reason? I I think we human being need connection and socialization. So I feel like after 6 months or a year I had few friends so every weekend I had something to do. Go for berry picking, go for mushroom picking. There is something or the other. There is in center. There is a market. I will just bicycle to the center. Or in winter, you can go for skating, ice skating. You can go for uh, skiing. It's uh, it's a lot of hobbies there, and you can go for long walks as well. I also like to go on long walks when it's cold, like minus five, minus ten. Yeah. The ice having this crunchy noise, mm-hmm. and you just walk in the forest. It's amazing feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um. When you came then from Finland to 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 Ireland yeah. you said that you know human beings need connection where well, we do obviously we're yeah. social creatures and um, did you know anybody here before you came or 
I I do knew few people, but like acquaintance, like they're not like like I have not in touch with them for a long time. So acquaintance, but I should admit that making friends here in Ireland was like this. Okay. It just in a month I had like few friends, like actually they are my colleagues, but like I met them in my office, but we always hang out. We do different thing. Up till now I already had Irish stew. One of the guys Irish and who he cooked for us it was amazing. Once I cooked for them Indian food. One girl is from Greece and she cooked something Greek food and it's amazing. Yeah, it's a, the sharing of culture like that through food is it's amazing. Yeah. And I notice people here are very nice like I mean like they stop by and they talk. Mm. It's very unusual like even in like where I live if I'm walking past by the neighbor will stop by hello good morning what a lovely day <laughs> it's just uh, way they and they, they, then they want to talk for hours about <laughs> about culture and then they want to talk about british and then yeah yeah <laughs> that's a common history <laughs> yeah give us any excuse and we'll start talking about it yeah or just give us enough time and we'll start talking about it yeah it's, uh, yeah. it's an eventuality uh, and like coming from India to Montreal to Finland and then to Ireland, uh, have you gotten better at the process? I think so. I think so. I just knew like that's why I went away for the coffee. Mm-hmm. Then one of the reason was to connect, to meet new people. So when I saw on Facebook, I, I, before coming here, I was already joining and looking for groups where people go for hike together people like go for a coffee or meet somewhere like you know the common interest you meet mm-hmm. sometimes you don't even feel connected but sometimes you do feel connected with a lot of people and you can hang out and you learn a lot mm-hmm. so i am not a kind of person would like to hang out all the time with the researcher i would like to have people from different backgrounds yeah yeah diversify your interests. diverse yeah then you learn more yeah and um, when you go and you to something like a meetup group or the facebook groups whatever mm-hmm. and you you're going you know, you're like, okay, I don't know anybody. I'm going along. Um, are you nervous beforehand? I'm not that kind of a person. Like since my childhood, my mom was afraid that I will just go with random person because I was never afraid of any human being. I don't know why. And that's the reason because I'm like a little bit extroverted. Like I like to talk and I'm not afraid I can talk to anyone. Mm. So it's my personality. So I don't know. I cannot tell on behalf of people who are a little bit shy or doesn't feel comfortable talking to other people. Yeah. Uh, Why do you think that is? Because, I mean, you're, from the, the brief conversation that we've had already, you seem driven. You seem like you just don't want to be bored. You don't want to stay stationary, that you're just <laughs> up for uh, developing whatever skills you can, uh, little by little, incrementally. And uh, it, it's quite refreshing, actually. Life is fun. It's all about, it's not about achieving something. I feel it's all about journey. Like the way you said, like you were talking, giving me the example of, oh, I'm going to run and I don't know how long I'm going to run. But technically, I actually ran my first marathon in in Kuopio. But the point wow. is not that. The point is not just to run that stuff. But it's life is like a suffering. You just have to go through it. Mm. Because we all are having our own journey. Everyone is suffering in their own way. And we don't know. But it's fun. I don't know. Like, you know, people may say, oh, you're crazy because like, you know, like you take chilies. I eat chilies. People think you're crazy. But Mm -hmm. that's a suffering. And I enjoy that. I don't know why. (laughs) It's the same life. Mm, Yeah. It's all experiences. 
so where where does this come from is this um some people say like oh that's just me and and maybe it is but it ha- i think if you if we t- if we look at it more deeply mm-hmm. it's not just you you've learned that somehow whether it's from your family or your community when you're younger maybe you read a book no 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 i don't think so but i think there is this indigenous like like from inside there is something it drives me it took me 10 years for my mom to convince that i want to go out of india she was not ready like mm. i remember distinctly for my masters i said oh i would like to apply for some fellowship and i go out she said no i'm letting you study it's more than enough do it in india and that's how she convinced and for even enrolling for phd was a challenge i come from a very middle class family yeah so there you don't have luxury even having a choice is a negotiation <laughs> with your parents so mm. doing masters as well my mom was like oh how will i find a guy for you i won't find a educated please settle down don't 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 study more so i was not very much kind of encouraged when i was kid yes i was encouraged you become economically independent but something shift when i become a teen and then every time i was negotiating so i have to take something which doesn't cost money so make sure that i had funding like phd as well was not like getting into phd in india is a toughest thing yeah so because there is a lot of pull like you have all india level exam you qualify the exam and after exam there was two rounds of interview yeah i thought i'm not going to get it i was so much afraid and i was afraid if not then what yeah then there is just i'm going to have to marry someone <laughs> stupid in my life so can i ask because That's good determination yeah. that i ain't ready to get married yeah married to a phd i um I'm going to take this as an opportunity to yeah. to educate help my edu- you're going to educate me a little bit okay yeah. um and try to to get rid of a little bit of ignorance that I have towards um you know learning about other cultures and and how it really works and it's just nice to hear it from you who lived it you know it so when you say that um I your mother was afraid of you doing a masters because then she would have to find a guy from you with what a same academic level the, the thing is the the different psychology women are successful when they get married and have kids that's mm-hmm. a psychology in a society men achieve something earn money breadwinner of the family mm-hmm. the things are shifting little bit like women are also now like earning but it's still su- subconsciously it's not very much full fledged acceptable So even though I achieve as much as and I become a millionaire and I have so much money I have so much luxury but if I'm not married and I don't have kids I am a biggest failure in my society. Mm. So that's that's a social construct and we are supposed to be fit in like even if like my family members don't know like what PhD is what she does or oh, she does something she lives out of India and she does something mm. but she's not yet married. I don't know what is a problem. So, so they're they're putting more value into the, family rather than to the success of your career or your yeah. potential. But if I was a male, would be different. Yeah. I really I told my mom as well that if I was a man, I would have arranged marriage having uh, someone, but I'm not because the all the rules are tilted against the like yeah. patriarchal patriarchal way of living. What was your mom's reaction when you said that to her? I learned one thing. I was asking, she was saying no. I was asking, she was saying no. Then one day, I just applied and I said, "Hey, I got a position in Montreal. I'm leaving." Yeah. She Good cried. Good for you. She cried. It it is I think it is also like, you know, I think 
it's because of indian parents are little bit overprotective mm-hmm. yeah so they don't want like to see that the that you cannot see them every day and she told me once that i have heard that if people leave out of india they never come back mm-hmm. so that's something shifts in your mind you become more comfortable with different country different culture and you adapt maybe i don't know what it is i think there's elements of that in well in ireland as well i mean yeah. lots of irish people who have left and never come back and i remember i moved to vietnam mm-hmm. uh, for i was there for nearly two years and when uh, just before i went the week before my mom was acting a little bit differently to me she was being <laughs> a bit short she wasn't uh, being the jovial self she was kind of like mourning my loss or my my mm-hmm. uh, my departure but it was kind of you know she she didn't want to admit how sad she was that i was leaving mm-hmm. so she kind of was a bit short for me she didn't really give you the the love that uh, yeah. she normally would have maybe we don't understand because we are not like that motherly creature like mm-hmm. what's going on in their head it's so different we cannot imagine it mm-hmm. because maybe as a kid it's easier for me but if you are having your own kid would you and i don't know how it works but it's maybe they want to protect mm-hmm. you of course it it all comes from a place of love like yeah. at the end of the day she only wants the best for you but yeah but she i i have noticed when i visited her this time like last october i visited her and she was very happy and i can see that she's proud of my choices one day she did told me that sometimes your kid takes the choices which are really hard to accept yeah but you should understand that also needs courage that they are taking that choices mm-hmm. and i really feel proud of that that yeah. you live your life on your terms mm. and I, i i really sometimes i i did do mention to her that i really appreciate that you understand that there is this inner desire to explore and you cannot keep me all the time like in a cage yeah you have to let it go yeah. i will learn yeah i will fail and it's okay yeah you you've got um, a a big uh, drive as as Ross said for exploration so well you're you're a scientist as well so essentially you're you're exploring yeah. different research you're trying to discover new things um what is the research that you're doing uh i actually work on cervical cancer on um, on pap smears mm-hmm. so using raman technology we try to identify the cancer cells and precancer cells but now like you know you you might know that there is hpv vaccination but hpv vaccination is for hpv 16 and 18 so even though women get vaccinated still there are other subtypes of viruses which can cause this cancer so we don't know what will happen so still we need to screen it and keep looking for cancer cells so there is still a need that we need to understand what's happening and develop something very uh, useful tool which will be useful for the doctors when they are using to screen the mm-hmm. patients out um you're going to have to educate me again i'm afraid what is Hold raman on. technology um raman uh, raman spectroscopy is like a like a light and tissue interaction So imagine when light falls on the tissue there occurs absorption mm-hmm. there occurs a scattering and raman scattering is a scattering that is like you know when light falls on the tissue whatever scattered photons are detected so that is interacting with the tissue so and it is having a signature based on the tissue so it's more like a biophotonics process mm-hmm. wow 
Uh, and Just taking a photo of this is way above cells. my pay grade. Yeah. So, so I, I'm going to try my try but my you best can to ask, understand. Please it. feel free to ask question. I would be happy to address. So, so you're yeah. taking a photograph of the cell using light that almost passes through the cell to create a scattering. You almost close enough, like uh, like yes, sample for like light falls on the sample, yeah. and whatever scatter photons is detected by detector. Okay, okay. So the light is interacting with the causing the cell. protons to yeah. come out, and then if you detect the protons, you yeah. can say that there's a positive or a negative. Yeah, and the Raman's but... photons, like whatever samples we are detecting, is yeah. exactly the same signature. Like for example, if you measure for your hair. If you measure for nucleus, it's different signature. If it's a. lipid, it's different signature. So it gives a fingerprint of tissue. So without removing anything from a person, you can directly measure. So there are in vivo application as well. So you have a pen-like a system mm. and you can place on the tissue, like if there is a bulge, we don't want to take it and see if it's cancer or normal. So that's a reactionary. So once the once the light hits, this, uh, hits the sample, mm what comes off of the sample is a reaction from the light. So you're measuring what would come off the cells that you're of interest rather yeah. than detecting the problem itself. So what happened, like imagine, like the cells are made up of different molecules. Yeah. Molecules are made up of different atoms. And these atoms are continuously in vibration. Mm -hmm. So when light comes, it interacts with the vibration. And these vibrations are specific for specific molecules. So that signature is what we are detecting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, for anybody who's listening who's completely lost, it's okay. Uh, I am yeah. too. And I'm just so happy that we have people <laughs> like you in the world who can do and understand these things I, so that I don't have to. I need to even like think about making it more like, you know, that I can explain to a uh, basic. No, thing, no, it's, you time. did a great job. It's <laughs> trust me, it's the, it's the people, well, person you're trying to explain to that uh, is well, the okay. issue. And how's it going in terms of the research? I mean, is there many. Uh, is it an international team that have come to Ireland? Are you working in, in a lab or is there much remote work opportunity? It's, uh, it's like a, like definitely I'm in the lab, but there, there are collaborations from different places. So right now we have one collab, we are planning for one collaboration from Manchester University. There is Professor Fiona Ling in whose lab I am and uh, it's REC in TU Dublin. So we also have getting samples from biobanks mm -hmm. and then we work on that. So up till now, it's all like, you know, you as they're human samples, you need all the protocols to be sanctioned. Mm -hmm. And it's GDPR. called like, you know, ethics approval and all. So once that is done, then we go to the next level. Most probably next year, I may have some samples and I will start working on that okay, area. Fantastic. Yeah. What's been the adaption or the integration um, into Dublin like? Yeah, I was, to be honest, like, you know, first six months I was really complaining. Mm -hmm. And I was hating myself because I was complaining a lot because, you know, the thing changed because I think I stayed longer in Finland. I was too comfortable there. So I understand the system. But the only problem there was the language barrier. So if you call a hospital and you want an appointment, you need to talk in Finnish, or you need to ask someone who can talk in Finnish. So I forgot that completely that it was hard for me to integrate even in Finland for six months. Yeah. So when I came back, I want things to work the similar way, but it's not like that because the systems are different in different countries. Yeah. So for me, oh my God, I think getting my residence permit done was really hard task. Second toughest was 
I had a Finnish driving license to convert it into Irish. Oh mm. my God, that was another nightmare I had. Yeah. But now everything is like check, check, check. So it's like kind of getting easier for me now. And as I have, I was in Berlin, I just realized Berlin is so big, so loud, so crowded. And when I come back, huh, Dublin is perfect. <laughs> so it's a perspective, like, you know, it shifts my mind towards the city because I was complaining maybe because I was comparing a small town versus big town. So somebody was making fun of me like, Rubina, you come from Mumbai. How can you say it's a small yeah. town? It's it's how can you say it's a big town like Dublin? But the person didn't get it that it's not about Dublin versus Mumbai. It was about Kuopio versus Dublin. Mm. So small town versus big city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really glad you said that because I'm really glad that you said you found it difficult the first six months that you were you said you were complaining and not liking yourself because um, or not liking hearing yourself um, with those complaints. Yeah. And that is it's refreshing to hear because, you know, those first few months, I think particularly if you're not from the European Union, can be a real bureaucratic nightmare because um, we had Melinda on before. Um, and he was talking about mm. the difficulties with getting his visa. And then you're talking about your driving license. I can only imagine how, what that kind of process was like. Um, mm. And that can all of that can be really, really frustrating. Um, and then you came from, as you said, uh, a country where you were enjoying it. You liked it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you, you have a certain fondness to Finland. Yeah. So you probably felt any difficulty that you encountered here, you were probably like second guessing your decision, I imagine. And you were like, I, I don't regret with my decisions because it's very important for my career that I challenge myself. So mm. It was more the career based choice. I was literally complaining, but then I realized, oh, my God, I was getting very comfortable there and I'm not growing in my career stage wise. There is nothing I can push more than what I was doing. So for me, I thought, no, this was not a bad decision. And one of my friend who was living here mm. and now she moved to Finland, she was I telling think. me, once you get your own place, once you have uh, all the stuff set up, trust me, you will like it. Mm. And yes, I started liking it. Okay. So uh, uh, how many, uh, you're, you're here more than six months now. Yeah, seven months now. So, uh, at what point did you get all of that? Last week. <laughs> we got you on the podcast at the perfect moment. Right on the six month schedule. Yeah. Uh, My yeah. honeymoon period is up. With yeah, yeah. Well, three months ago, you might have been like, it's terrible city. We yeah. And I'm, never come here. I'm glad you didn't invite yeah, me that yeah. time. I was like, really? Because even like getting your Wi-Fi done, people take two months here. Even in India, we get it in two years, two hours, not a yeah <laughs> two months somebody else said that to me recently and i i don't understand how that's possible like when, whenever i've got my wi-fi it's always been like the next day that's crazy right like they here i have to wait two months uh, but who was who the company with let's call air. out this company air air, air oh, yeah. oh well, okay uh, air gave out about uh, there's a they have a call center in sligo and they were saying the reason their customer service is so crap is because of the people in Sligo. So they just essentially blame. Right, so yeah. uh, any chance oh, to give out actually. about air, I'm happy to <laughs> give out about air. You know what's um, really effective, actually? Mm. Um, and somebody gave me this tip. I was having a, a, a real big problem with the bank 
mm-hmm. um, this year and they made a huge mistake and it was having repercussions mm-hmm. on, you know, my, me and my finances. And it was it was almost laughable, went on for about two or three months and there was no solution being found. And my sister said to me, Mark, um, are you on Twitter? And I was like, no. She's like, join Twitter and, you know, complain to them on Twitter. And I said, that will get their attention. And I don't have any, like, I literally joined Twitter to do this. And I, I deleted my Twitter afterwards. The problem was sorted in a day. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, the, they just don't, these, like, yeah. vegans, they don't want any kind of, if you really, like, not, like, rage. I wasn't yeah. a rage tweet against them. It was, mm-hmm. like, a well-worded, mm-hmm. exactly, here are the facts. Yeah. And and I cannot, you cannot be, mm. I I also feel like, you know, the things, if someone moves in and like the things will be easier for you when you just accept things are not going to move fast. It's going to be slow. You have to go a couple of rounds and don't expect that it will be done in a, like this. It takes time here. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a good, that's a good tip for life as well. Because I realize I'm going to accept it. <laughs> it's going to take time. No, no, no one is going to die. Okay, fine. Let's grand. move on. I had a, um, so I'm a principal of a summer school at the moment, mm-hmm. and I had a kid who was quite sick. And one of the group leaders was uh, saying, we need to go down to the walk-in, we need to go into the doctor, we need to get an appointment. And half the school is sick with whatever is going around. If it's COVID, they've been taking tests, they're negative. So if it's some sort of mutation of COVID, I don't know, but there is a sickness going around the school. And uh, the kids how can I say, they wanted to go to the pharmacy and ask for a prescription without getting having a prescription. And I'm like, more than likely, it's not going to happen. But you can go over, you can talk to the, uh, the, to the chemist. And if you go, oh, I'm so sorry. Is any way you can help me? Is it really possible? I, 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 I'm really stuck. And if you play the I'm absolutely stuck card, People usually go, eh, do you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll try and help them out. And normally they don't take uh, foreign prescriptions in, in Ireland, but they took a, a foreign prescription today. And she came back to me and she's like, that's exactly how it works. You know, <laughs> I didn't go. She's quite, she is quite a, a straightforward kind of person. Uh, she'll tell you what she's thinking. So I was kind of just giving her the advice and she's like, yeah, it worked perfectly. Yeah, we got the, we got the prescription. Wow. So. I think that's the the key to getting things done in Ireland. Mm. You just kind of say, oh, I'm so sorry. I know you're super busy. I with any chance of helping me out. And they go, ah, yeah, we'll do that. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, you have to give me that advice as well. It doesn't normally work for me. Uh, um, I think, yeah, yeah. I run courses uh, $29.99 <laughs> every Saturday. Yeah, how to get what that's you want cheap. out of people. $29.99. <laughs> yeah, sign me up. Um, All the viewers, please join Ross. <laughs> <laughs> we do it in the Phoenix Park under underneath the, the Papal Cross. Yeah. yeah. No dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no dogs allowed. Um, how long did it take you to get sorted with accommodation? I was looking for almost two months. The, the first thing, the sh- what did I do when I moved in? I got a short-term accommodation for a month or two. And Good I was idea. so lucky. There was this one Irish guy was so nice. He came pick me up. Mm-hmm. took wow. me for the grocery shopping arranged me everything so it was amazing i'm like wow people are really good here mm-hmm. mm. 
was really nice of him. Nice. Nobody goes out of the way to help someone so much out. So I got this two months temporary accommodation and I was looking everywhere and having a look. And then almost two months later, I found a place. I live in close to the Harald Cross. It's a nice one bedroom apartment. Brilliant. But to be honest, like, you know, living standard has gone down from Coop here to mm-hmm. Dublin and I'm paying more than two times what I was paying in Coop here. Yeah. So, yeah, of it's course. small town versus big town city in that too. Ireland Dublin. Is, yeah. It, it's expensive. And it is. listen, yeah. we, we've spoken about it before. It's, and we all are, are, are victims of it, really. Yeah. Um, unless you have a house and you can rent I, it out. I just but. wish that something happens about it, like because there are so many people moving in. You yeah. remember last time we met like three or four people from TikTok. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and there are like a lot of this eat, uh, like companies. Mm-hmm. So people are really like, you know, migrating for jobs because they get hired, but they don't have idea about the housing crisis here. Yeah. Or they have, I don't know. Um, we have, we have, definitely have growing pains in, the, in this country or in this city. Uh, but what you did was very smart because you got temporary accommodation, maybe because you did a bit of research or you spoke to no, someone. No, that's beforehand. how I move in any country. This is well, third country. Smart. Uh, and anybody who's listening needs to learn from, from this type of thing. Um, expecting to just show up and find your no. nice house next week after the week after you move. It's it's not going to happen here. Yeah, Even a month is less. Like somebody yeah. earlier, I think somewhere I got it for 20, 25 days. I thought no. And somebody said it's a really short amount of time because you will be moving in. You will be signing contracts. You will be like, you know, starting your bank account. And it's really short time that you will find anything. And there is also a system to fetch apartment. You need yeah. to understand, like, and I realized that it takes time. I just, like, maybe I had an Excel sheet of prepared accommodation. Like, it was 28 apartments I saw. Oh, my God. One day, I walked, like, 15 kilometers from one place to another. Wow. That's, it's and crazy. Did you only get one offer, or did you have no, a No, I had, offers? like, like by the end of the month, I had three offers. Uh-huh. I said, two people, no, I'm not taking it. And then third one, I accepted. Nice. Very good. Yeah. Um, I'd even go, you said you could give yourself a month. I'd say three months. Um, yeah. And that, that's from my own personal it's, analysis because yeah. um, it's up in the air whether I'm going to be able to live in my house for another year because I think our landlord wants to sell the house. Mm. Um, and I, the only thing I said to her is like, please just give me three months notice. Like if you decide to sell the house, that's obviously fine. It's your house. You can do what mm. you want. Mm. But give me three months because I feel like I'm going to need three months to be able to find another place to live. Yeah. Um, just from my experience finding places to live. That's true because it's like, just like, that's my personality that if I just am on the target because my supervisor, like Professor Fiona Ling was very cooperative that she knew I'm like in you know, house hunting. Mm-hmm. So it was very flexible. It was not like, a, like, you know, somebody sitting on my head, like saying, hey, when did you finish this? When did you? So she knew that I need some time to settle in. Yeah. So she gave me that buffer time. So it was so nice of her that, you know, yeah. so it's also very important that you have that understanding managers. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with Mark to say that for normal people, it would be three months. Yeah. Because, I mean, you have quite a respectable career path. That's another you know, you're a PhD, you're doing research. Uh, you're, you're, you're not 22 years of age, you know? Or, yeah. Uh, so you, I mean, some landlords are terrible. Some landlords are really, really great. Yeah. But most of them, if to be honest, are probably just looking for people who 
you know ain't going to mess up their gaff yeah that they're going to get their rent on time and if that's a fair rent or an unfair rent is whatever yeah. but uh, they're just looking for that stability so yeah and one more thing i would say like never trust because somebody contacted me when i was in finland saying okay there is this one apartment and there were some photos and i showed it to someone and said hey that photos look fishy doesn't look like from one apartment it's just like random scattered photos and the person said you paid to this this account and i will courier the key to you never yeah. and i'm no, like no. oh that's don't a big scam don't do it i am not going to have the sh- yeah. long term accommodation like that don't do it and it's rampant in Dublin. yeah and yeah. please anybody listening sign a contract super important don't See go into a place first. don't pay in cash uh make sure that you have and a contract it's signed and that you pay to a bank account yeah yeah and also one more thing like in contract even if you decide to leave early if you don't mention that part lot of time landlords don't give back your deposit money so especially for the student i know few students in my institute yeah. they have experienced something like that that they were not getting along because they live with a family mm-hmm. and then it's really tricky it's very much hard for some students to live with other family members yeah and when they want to move out they one person didn't even receive the deposit back mm. and she's a student and what yeah. could she do then yeah yeah it's tough i mean really take, there's a few few things i mean take photos of everything make sure that when you move into it you have a complete image of the uh, apartment or house mm. but the day you moved in mm. because okay you you might not get your accommodation back or things might not be up to standard and then they'll say that you broke it and all of these things so mm. there are a lot of tricks uh, a good friend of mine who lives in berlin and who i'm going to visit in about two weeks mm. is from mumbai as well and her sister is studying in trinity mm. in uh, dublin city center mm. and uh i kind of gave her uh, a bit of a meter when she moved to dublin and that she was going to see places i kind of brought her around to these locations and uh the apartment she moved into originally was with uh other indian people but there was like four or five in the always apartment, always like. problem because i always count the head count in the like if you are sharing with mm-hmm. because imagine you cannot get along with one person but if you there is an entire family Mm-hmm. there is a dominance there and then you still have to kind of you're surviving like a small fish in, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the so you need to be very careful at the choices and i understand like for students it might be so hard because they are in fellowships so they don't have great like money income mm-hmm. so they can spend somewhere but uh, it's it's something like you know you can become smart by just taking some temporary accommodation for a while and then adapt yeah yeah Has anything surprised you about Dublin accommodation aside? No, it feels home. Oh, okay. Wow. You used it all. India has it all as well. <laughs> <laughs> all the brands I see and then I realize, ah, it's all British influence. Now I get it. Yeah. So earlier I didn't understood why. Why it feels like that? Yeah. Yeah. This place is for me. That all. Um but what about culture in terms of irish people Is i think it... they're uh, they're really warm people like i i really had a good impression about like i like to chat and i think i get that reciprocation and people notice you Mm-hmm. like in finland this is what i was noticing like if you are in the mall as well and you know there is a colleague the person will see through you mm. avoid social interaction so it it's not a very nice feeling sometimes it feels like you know people are not like they're denying your existence 
that's yeah. what you feel but here a stranger can come and talk to you and mm. notice you and just will bother you and i like it do you drink tea yes yeah you should definitely go like i i i know i ross from the west of ireland my family in the west of ireland as well if you just sit down there have a cup of tea they'll talk to you it's all nice. day long it's, and second thing i feel very surprising women's here put too much tan on the skin <laughs> like I I I need to tell to every woman there you are amazing and beautiful the way you are Praise because because in India they sell fair and lovely cream always remember people are selling you stuff based on your insecurities fair yeah. and lovely cream there is a cream called fair and lovely so that means the <laughs> So it's the tan people want to be fair and the fair people want to be tan So what is the logic behind they want to sell something they get richer and they earn on your insecurities yeah similar in asia as well there's like bleaching creams essentially that is what is fair and lovely cream shocking. is but fair and, that's the best name ever <laughs> fair and lovely cream that is no but like this is what no happened to me like i was never felt i was beautiful when i was in india but mm. when i went to montreal stranger would stop and say oh my god you're so beautiful and i will turn around what who where yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was funny yeah but then i noticed that suddenly you become exotic in a mm. place where people don't look like you yeah and this is what happens so if the irish women they feel like that they should just visit india you would be loved <laughs> yeah they'll have everything they want we uh we, this has this has been a topic of conversation on the podcast before and uh, yeah. we have a very bad term for it it's called an oompa loompa no but like this is not this is something coming from the insecurity or like the media what they are watching i i don't understand because finnish women are more like you know lighter skin yeah they don't put that much of yeah. tan like they they do sometimes in summer but lot of women are also very comfortable with whatever they have i think there's so, a big influence here um and has been of american culture and I, american tv shows mm-hmm. um i felt it was more british i think it's very much 50-50 really yeah okay. i i think traditionally maybe what we would say from the obviously like post being mm-hmm. a colony of of the uk mm-hmm. uh, there was early days big because there are neighbors we would mm. listen and watch the bbc at times mm. um but i think probably from the 80s yeah. in ireland they started to receive a lot more american tv whether it's yeah. dallas or then moving on yeah. to to shows but, i think particularly like friends yeah. i really think friends because it, like jennifer aniston and yeah. uh, courtney cox in that they're always super tan even the guys in that show are mm-hmm. they're okay. we'll say mm-hmm. caucasian but they're very tanned like all the time um and i think that influenced people here yeah but like you know uh, this is something when i was growing up like like as a kid like you know i was duskier than my siblings mm. and my aunt will comment oh my god she's so dark skin who is going to marry her and lot of time i used to cry to my mom that oh. my because my mom was lighter skin my father was darker i was somewhere in middle Mm. So I always felt that everyone is comparing me with my mom and I cried to my mom saying mm. why you are so beautiful and I don't look like you and she told me one thing which stayed with me she said rubina it's not how you look it's all in your head how you present how you talk your personality it's more than that it's not because she mentioned to me that there are a lot of doctors in because she, she my mom was nurse and she was working with lot of doctors and doctors can be like darker skin lighter skin 
basically they can be from any background but she said like it doesn't matter their skin color but their mind their personality how they talk how they their intellect that's what she meant by it's a, a package yeah you cannot and that's why that's why i feel like you know every person men women they should realize that we are having a set of package yeah and we should embrace what we have and polish and grow over that yeah i think we spoke earlier about uh, the challenges you had with your mother and again getting her to accept that but i think that piece of advice is probably one of the most powerful pieces of advice you could have received especially as a young person yeah i think i was blessed in that way the uh, she's a really strong woman like and i always tell her that she is a superwoman mm-hmm. i'm not a superwoman but she is a superwoman because mm-hmm. she would work 8 to 8 like a nurse job is really hard and then she come back and then she cooks and then she cleans and then she does everything and i thought that's that's how it is mom is supposed to do that but then when i started growing up it started falling on me and i started becoming cranky mm-hmm. it's like why my brother is not doing that why i'm supposed to do that so it's a shift in culture you start you don't realize it subconsciously you feel this is okay but when you start experiencing that bit of thing then you realize that no it's not always okay yeah do you, do you see so if you're saying in india there was a uh, girls are expected to do household, household chores that idea uh, do you see that there's a similarity in Finland and in Ireland or do you think there's differences in that kind uh, of actually aspect? I had few friends like in Finland who is 70 years old and I spoke about this issue to her and she said oh India is 20 years behind Finland so imagine like in her generation that was a thing was expected mm-hmm. but nowadays the youth is changing and even modern India is changing but like maybe my parents generation was same and it's also because of economical background So if people are coming from rich background they might not have the problem that you have to do household chores because they might have someone to help them out. Yeah. Right. So it's like changing. Mm. But I hope so it changes more. Yeah, uh, it will. Yeah. yeah. I I think that it, it definitely will. Um, and so much like from people traveling outside and then coming back and bringing aspects of other cultures mm. and I think that's to Ireland I think kind of eventually moved on a little bit too. Um one of your favorite places in, in dublin could be a bar park bench i i feel like to find a favorite place you, you need time like for yeah, me in in finland i in the coop in a small village i took two years to find my favorite spot and i do have few spots like i like one thing which is close to the herald cross the canal Yeah. It's nice. It is. I I think it's lovely because there are swans and there are birds and you can feed them and sit there. The other is definitely like if I bike down the coastal region, Sandy Bar, but it's yeah. on weekends. Yes. You can go there. And definitely parks are good as well. Yeah, very nice. So But it, I'm still in hunt. So Yeah, keep exploring. So You're if, an explorer by nature. Yeah. So yeah. I think it will change after that time. <laughs> yeah. And if you were going to give one piece of advice to somebody deciding to move to Ireland, uh, what do you think the most valuable thing would be? Don't pay anyone before moving here. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, have a look and just be mentally ready like you think, "Oh, my budget is this much," but I realize it sometimes it's possible because I do see people living with 500, 600 euro like a student. 
especially for students, I would uh, say that try to connect with people from your similar background mm -hmm. because your, their budgets will be same. So they could be more help to you rather than like somebody, some student, if contacted me, maybe I wouldn't be useless to that person mm -hmm. because my budget will be different than the student. So maybe for students specifically, I will say, connect to someone, other students. So they will give you a better piece of you know, advice. advice. Yeah. yeah. I think just from, from talking to you, mm. from talking to, to others that we've had on this podcast, I I think there we are starting to find a, a, a common, not a common theme, but within uh, the stories that everybody has, mm. I think we're starting to formulate what is a good idea of a good plan. I think, first of all, for anybody who's thinking to move to Dublin, try and get a job before you come. Mm. I, I know it's not possible for everybody, but if you can, that is a is a brilliant start. I think second of all, give yourself time to find a place to live. So whether that's finding temporary accommodation for a month or two, um, in in my opinion, as I said, I think it should be three. Mm -hmm. Um, but maybe you can start off with a month, and then give you give yourself that. Take the pressure off yourself of finding somewhere to live, and then third of all, um, the make a plan in order to connect you said earlier on today that human connection is very important it takes time it but takes time still it's here better like you can get few more but like you need to put input more like you but know. that's it that's exactly what you just said you have to do it yourself don't Nobody, expect for it yeah. to happen to you yeah. like it happens um from your effort you mm. create it yourself yeah um, and I, the one the one best thing would be just find a hobby you would like to learn like for example when i was in montreal I joined Latin dances mm -hmm. because it was crazy. And I made a bunch of friends and yeah. my life just shifted after that. Point. Are you good at the point? Uh, no, no, no. It was more salsa and okay. uh, bachata, like basic. And then, you know, funny part, I found the best pub there and it was a Irish pub. Of course, they always Harley's are. Harley's pub. Harley's. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you know yeah. what? I had a like a Irish dance. I cannot believe it that after learning Latin dance, you can move on Irish dances. It's amazing. I was surprised that I can understand the lead because there was this one Irish guy asked me, hey, would you like to dance? I'm like, okay, why not? And he could actually ask me to move and I was actually following his lead and I was surprised. All right, okay. We're not normally known for our dancing skills, but... No, but, but it's like, an example. It's yeah, an example. I mean, who goes out to a bar and starts river dancing? There's about one... one <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but it's example like you know you can always uh, have different hobby like this is the same thing I was looking in Finland but then in Finland I went for skating and long walks and oh, then cool. understanding mushrooms I picked up so many mushrooms there and berries so now I'm curious about Dublin now in my mind I'm thinking maybe scuba diving would be a great idea oh, wow. there is something happening there on meetups Absolutely. So maybe I give a try. Some like uh, swimming in the, not dying in the sea. Absolutely, <laughs> go for it. Um, you were you were swimming in Finland. I mean, it's probably way colder up there. Like. Yeah, but once you be in the cold, like people complain about the weather here. I'm like, no, this weather is amazing. You don't even know what bad weather is. And <laughs> um, Rubina, thank you so much for being here. Because I, I, uh, I said at the beginning of the podcast, it's a beautiful day outside. So you've sacrificed that for It's for not. Us. It's amazing to talk. Human connection, first priority. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I totally agree. Um, for everybody that's listening, thanks so much for, for tuning in as always. Um, 
really appreciate uh, for us to be motivated to keep doing this, to to get feedback even. It's really nice if you can share the podcast with people you know, even just one person. Um, give us a quick rating on Spotify. It takes, I think, about three seconds to do so. Um, and that would be enormously helpful to us. Um, Rubina, thanks so much. Thank you so much. Ross. Dhanyavad. Dhanyavad. Oh, my ah, God. That's nice. Dhanyavad. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.